Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I don't know how you're doing, but here on Poetry Recaps, we're having the worst day ever. It's worst day ever. The 24 Season 2 Recap Podcast here on Show Recaps, talking about the 9 to 10 a.m. hour, Episode 2 of 24 Season 2, Emily Fox with the Woo Woo. Woo Woo Season 2. Woo Woo Season 2. Is that how we're feeling? Um... (laughs) I guess in some ways. In some ways. What are the ways, Emily, that we're feeling true woo-woo? I'm loving David Palmer as the president. Uh-huh. I think he has a lot more steadiness to him and conviction. And it just it feels way better to see him make actual decisions than to like wander around from hotel room to like meeting room to like a hotel room again, being like, oh no, my image and my wife. Uh it's so- the salmon shirt. It's definitely the salmon shirt is helping. The salmon sure. shirt is really good. Yeah. 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 Um, what a day. Fashion game across the board, 24 season two. Listen, I think we're looking pretty good, guys. Jack's bomber jacket. Is bomb. Yeah, that I mean, nuke isn't the, the only nose. bomb. It's a little on the nose, but I love it. Those tightly packed C4 charges <laughs> and the nuclear <laughs> bomb are not the only bombs on yeah. 24 this yeah. season. He looks good with his uh, aviator glasses, you know. One thing I was thinking about of Jack Bauer after last week's episode, uh, he shaved his beard. Yeah, but he's he also, freshly shorn But now. he also cut his hair. 
So <laughs> is Jack Bauer going to be going around for the rest of his day if he doesn't shower with, you know, kind of like scratchy hair shirt, you know, like you get after a haircut? I feel like you're the only person I know who talks about this. No, no, this is a thing. Okay. This is for sure I mean, I thing. don't think I talk to a lot of other men about their haircuts. You got to shower so. afterwards. I don't know if you got time to take a shower. He's up in the helicopter at 9.04. The timing in this episode, some of it is wonky, I yeah, gotta say. I think there was a lot more accomplished. Michelle Dessler has the ability to to travel through space and time, I think. I have, yeah. a, I have a question about Michelle and where she's physically, geographically sure. located at one For point sure. in time. Um, but we are on the clock. We shouldn't dilly-dally this week. We are trying to keep this one tight here as we are doing episode two of 24 Things to Love, Things to Loathe. Uh, we will talk about it all here on the podcast. You ready to get started? Yes, I am. This is am. like one of those classics. We're going to do like the hurry, hurry. Are you ready for the hurry, hurry? Yeah, let's go. Okay, here we go. Let's see if we still got it. All right, so we begin at the Northwest Regional Operations Complex. That's going to have enough time for you. That's going to that cut 15 out. seconds out of every <laughs> podcast that we do every time I have to say the Northwest Regional Operations Complex. It's a complex name for this place that David Palmer's hold up in uh, Oregon. Yes. Uh, he's, you know, he, he's having a meeting with Lynn Kresge. This is the woman. Why are you laughing already? Lynn Kresge. That's her name, Lynn Kresge. Sounds like a really good cracker you could get from like another country, like Eastern European country. A Lynn Kresge? Yeah. I would love a Lynn Kresge right now. Maybe like something that's like This slightly... is my diet talking. I'm starving. <laughs> I want I want a whole bowl of Lynn Kresge's. Yeah. I mean, I guess your peanut butter dinner doesn't really count. Yeah, that's what far. I had for dinner tonight. It's just one of those days, folks. You think a Lynn Kresge is like a thin wafer cookie? Yeah, delicious. With some buttercream? Yeah, you can mm. do. Savory or sweet. Okay. Emily thinks Lynn Kresge is a slow talker is the big takeaway from this yeah. scene. She's like, <laughs> well, well, David, we're sucking David, out some uh, facts right now. And I'm like, you have <laughs> like, um, like a few minutes mm -hmm. to get all this information out. Yeah. And to like stop all of this from happening, like you you don't have a lot of time here. No. Like hurry it up, hurry it up. And Lynn also Kresge. like I know we don't have to be like walking around West Wing style, but yeah, maybe you do need to like have like a certain amount of like talking points just like done, ready to go, ready rather to go. than like hey, just stopping in. Yeah. So Lynn Kresge and David, on. they're talking shop. He's a, a big thing that he's going to be talking about in this episode is I am just as concerned about panic and mass hysteria as I am about the bomb itself. Want people, I want people to know that. Yeah. Um, we cut to second wave. They are finished uh, spooning the nuclear powers into the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make one, by the way. Just you a teaspoon of sugar. Just a spoonful of uh, plutonium. Uh, so that's all set. They put it in a van, not by the river. Uh, it is this sort of nondescript van that says American Delivery on it. Oh, we love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the satire it's yes, sharp it is it uh is. the the go go you want me to go oh, if you really want me to hurry You're Lynn Kreskying it our next th so the next scene oh my god it's not that David slow, but it's pretty pretty slow uh we have to go to the Kim story now the Kim story is much worse than I remember uh this is you know you may want to skip this season of 24. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, you may want to skip the podcast. You may want to skip the season. Genuinely, uh, this stuff is very triggering and also just really uh, inelegantly told. Uh, you know, very serious issues of domestic abuse and child abuse, and it's being told in this really ham-fisted way. Uh, and it's it's like it's hard to even laugh at, though some of it is just so ludicrous. 
But none of it makes any sense. It's so insensitive. None of, none of it makes it any sense. It is so insensitively told. We're going to put Megan in a box? You know, like, what's going to happen in this episode is just absolutely unbelievable. So uh, just, you know, live your life. This is too much. Uh, Should we just omit it like it doesn't even happen? I, don't, I mean, we can kind of yada yada it. How okay. about that? Okay. So Kim and Megan are in the same situation where we left them, and Gary's trying to insist that everything is going to be fine, but he keeps telling her, if she leaves, I'll kill you, is what Gary continuously tells uh, Kim. But Kim and Megan bail anyway. They get the car. They get the keys to the Toyota Land Cruiser from Carla. Uh, Gary's wife. Who's like, get get Megan away as soon as possible. Yes. And then hides from Gary as he chases after them rather than being like, stop! Yeah. Like, you know, acting as a diversion so that Kim and Megan have like a little more time to get away. No, so uh, Gary uh, tries to stop them, but she, uh, Kim has the car, they leave. Gary uh, calls the car company. I need to track I need to track and locate my car. Uh, Yeah, it's like uh, the star thing, whatever it is. I Uh, almost called it Waystar. (laughs) Waystar Royco. 904-54, Jack is in the helicopter with Michelle Dessler, who will be back at CTU by 90909 at her desk. So it doesn't really make sense. sense. It makes no sense. But here she is. She's talking him through stuff. He gets on the ground. He's uh, he's looking through pictures of people who are working at this compound for the guy that he needs to reestablish cover with. He recognizes one dude, Eddie Grant, his good friend. Uh, (laughs) Eddie Grant loves Jack Bauer. Uh, we, We will see. Um, we are uh, getting a little more about the Palmer plot. It turns out that the press uh, want to know why David cut his vacation short. And Dave goes, oh, man. Oh, gosh. All right. I'll talk to him. And Eric Rayburn, this douche from NSA who keeps saying, war, David. We need to go to war. Yeah. He's like, this is no time to coddle the media. Uh, but David's going to coddle the media. Um, Jack Bauer lands. He talks to George, and he's talking so loud. George, it's Jack. <laughs> you George, laughed really hard at this. Let me talk to Tony. And George's like, stop yelling. I can't. Yeah. They can't get in touch with Kim. Uh, what a surprise. What do you mean you can't get in touch with Kim? Oh. George literally says, relax, Jack. Don't tell me to relax, George. Yeah, I hate all of this. Jack has a canvas bag with him this entire time. Folks, I have to I have to tell you. Emily Fox fully clocks that there is a severed head in this bag. Yeah, I mean, like You go, is there a head in that bag? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Stop asking me stuff. Stop <laughs> saying things while we're watching the show. Here's the thing, Emily. You've watched a full season of 24 at this point. You know some of the tricks. I was going to say, that makes me you understand the language keenly now. aware yep. of, of sort of like yep. point A to point B. Yep. You're understanding the language. I think you're going to- Which pre- is never a straight line. Nope. I think you're, <laughs> you're going to predict things this season. I think you're going to get more stuff right. That is my prediction for how this is going to go. But you called Marshall Gorin's head in a bag. That's what he needed the hacksaw for. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievably ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Jack calls Kim. She doesn't pick up. He just leaves the same voicemail. This is Jack's phone etiquette is just repeating himself. When is Janet out of surgery? When is Janet out of surgery? The new version of that is go to Aunt Carol's house. Go to Aunt Carol's house. Uh, Go to Aunt Carol. That's where you want to be. At CTU, Paula is still talking about how they shouldn't be in Los Angeles. Shouldn't we not be here? Uh, (laughs) Tony's like, shut up. Just shut up, Carl. God. Damn it. It's just so much. Uh, George Mason says that there's a lead in Culver City, so they're going to send a guy there. But the guy that they're going to send to Culver City is the guy that they're sending for Kim Bauer. Uh, and so Tony doesn't love that. They only have so that. many guys. Tony doesn't love that. They only have so many guys. In this one instance, I do think maybe George Mason is right. You know, if that's who's closest to the lead, 
I think that finding out how to avert the nuclear bomb is more important than picking up Kim Bauer. I so, guess so. Uh, I do think he's right here, yeah. personally. Yeah. This is about all he's right about in this episode. <laughs> um, so at 9.09.09, Jack Bauer shows up to the salvage yard in this car that was given to him by CTU. There's this grainy film quality that makes it look like Jack is wearing like uh, like a like a bronzer, you know, something to make yeah, it like a, like a fake really tan, spray rough. tan. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he looks great. Tight jeans. Got him. <laughs> and I think the camera acknowledges this. The, yeah. The camera like, like zooms ooh, that in. Undercover look. Yeah. Uh, he's got tight jeans. He's got a blue shirt, a long sleeve shirt, not a button down, like a long sleeve blue T-shirt that um, I'll show you upstairs, Emily. Uh, I've had a shirt like that for. I was like, what does that mean? The entire, I'll show you that upstairs. The, in, the entire time that you've known me, Emily, I've had a blue shirt that uh, is modeled after season two Jack Bauer's look. No, it's just oh. a, a generic blue shirt. I'll show the, you big this. Oh, my God. You know the one. Uh, he do also has, I? yes, you do. Uh, he also has a bomber jacket. I look just like Jack when I wear it too. So that's how you'll be able to tell. <laughs> Liam McPoyle is here. Uh, one of the McPoyles, uh, Jimmy Simpson, uh, of Westworld of so many things shows up here. Do you as, think anyone, anybody calls him Jimmy Simmy? I don't think so until you, uh, Jimmy well. Simmy is here. <laughs> uh, Emily shouted out a big, Oh no. When she saw him, but we love Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy yeah, Simpson's great. Yeah. I've interviewed him a couple of times. He seems like a swell guy, a sure. uh, really thoughtful guy. Uh, Jack says to him, Hey cowboy, I don't have a whole lot of time. Hey cowboy. Uh, was very predictive of, uh, one of Jimmy Simpson's biggest roles as a young ed. Oh, almost spoiled it. Westworld season one, Westworld season one. Go check it out. Jimmy Simpson, big role in that. Sorry. Wow. Talking about as fast as Lynn Kresge here, and we haven't even made it to the first commercial. Yeah, this, hurry up. I know, and we're almost halfway through. This is when Jack dumps out Marshall Gorin's head from the bag to give it to Eddie Grant, and Eddie Grant's like, whoa, Jack, you psycho. What the hell? And then they're like, he's back. He's in. back. Jack's yeah. back, baby. Uh, so then David Palmer holds a press conference, and uh, they're like, why are you back from fishing? I already caught my quota for the day. My own conservation policy is coming back to haunt me. Everyone loves this, except for Ron Wieland, this little <laughs> weasel reporter. Uh, this total His turd. tiny little glasses. I don't think that this is very funny, David. I think that something's going on here, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, so he should have been like, I ate too many salmon, and I have a stomachache. <laughs> I ate too many Lynn Kreskies. My stomach hurts. <laughs> Um, Smoked salmon on a Lynn Kresge is delicious. Uh, Kim is caught in traffic, and so she uh, and Megan is complaining about her head. She's had the head injury from her father. This is all horrible. She's gonna try and take them to the police station, but they're just stuck. And so she says, literally, she says, "You know what? We're gonna go down this alley," which is never a thing that you say that is followed up by a positive outcome. Uh, <laughs> Gary shows up in his car in his Porsche. Uh, I don't know if that's a mine, Porsche. Uh, take a ticket to mine Porsche. Uh, and he comes down. <laughs> I was eating a Lincresky. <laughs> uh, he was eating Lincresky. Going and he, way too fast. Way too fast. <laughs> and he comes down and he she she locks the car. He unlocks it because he's got keys. They dip. They run. I didn't remember this right. I thought that she was going to play like a game of chicken and drive through the car. Damn, I but she hoping. doesn't. No, instead she runs. Uh, and he chases after them. They managed to lose him in a sea of dumpsters and boxes. <laughs> I was saying to you, Josh, 
they managed to make Los Angeles look like an absolute it looks land. It looks like trash in this There's uh, show. There's just trash everywhere. Like, you know, empty lots, yeah. old broken down cars. Everywhere. Uh, so Awful. then, uh, so Liam McPoyle, Jimmy Sims, and uh, the bad guy from The Rock is here. He plays a guy named Dave, and he sucks. He's and he's like, I don't like Jack. I'm going to do a background check. And he's like, no, he's my friend. He's like, no, I got to do it. It's going to take two the minutes. same voice as Will Forte. Yeah, you think, God, just tell me who you want me to research. <laughs> uh, Jack Roche is Jack's undercover name. And Paula at CT is panicking. She's like, they're looking into him already. We're not ready. Uh, so there's a real race against time to get the records right. I like to think that she like spelled something wrong. And they're like, huh. Uh, it Seems ul- like a fake record. It ultimately works out. Uh, and Eddie Grant says, you almost made me shoot a friend, Dave. <laughs> and then he chases off after Jack. He goes, I'm sorry about that, Jack. Hey, whatever happened to your 64 Mustang? And Jack says, the lawyer's got it. And then we cut to commercial. <laughs> it's just a, so stupid. a weird break. <laughs> uh, at 9.28.30, we come back. Eric Rayburn is still going, war, David, war. Uh, Lynn Kresge is going to tell David, yep, Ron Whelan has been snooping around, and he's doing a, a, a tight 10 minutes at noon uh, about how the threat level has changed is what he has heard. Uh, and David's very mad, but not at Lynn. Uh, she says, don't apologize. It's okay, David. Oh, my uh, God. Hurry up. He wants a private interview with Ron Wieland in 10 minutes under the condition that no one knows about it. And he also says, get Armis over here. We come to find out that Armis is a Secret Service agent. Oh, okay. Jack comes to this guy, Dave. He wants to bum a smoke. And Dave says, I don't smoke, so get out of here. So progressive for 2001. Jack is looking at this guy's <laughs> charges that he's packing. And he says to the guy, you're, you're packing those pretty tight. Yeah, he says, you're packing the fuse a little tight, sport, is what he says. Wow, so uh, diminutive, uh, these comments. Uh, and Eddie Grant says, oh, you're making friends, Jack. Jack says, you guy's a moron. Uh, he wants five minutes with Joe. This is the guy he's trying to get involved with for the lead for the nuclear bomb. Uh, but he's unavailable until tomorrow at four. So Eddie and Jack do a secret handshake. And then Jack goes to his car and pretends to screw it up so that he can't get out of the parking lot. So he can buy some more time to stick around here. You also see he calls George Mason. And really, the big takeaway from that is he's sticking around to find Joe Wald. But even bigger than that is that Kiefer Sutherland has a dead pinky nail. <laughs> His pinky nail is dead. I know. I I really it's black hope- and bruised and popped and it's bad. Listen, and it's prominent. It's it's not black, bruised and dead. It's just a blood blister under his nail, probably. It's gonna pop off, no? I uh, it might. Sorry, folks, but I think the nail's gonna pop off. Well, we're gonna this have- isn't a spoiler. It's it might be. I don't know if this is a character note. <laughs> or if this was Kiefer's actual pinky nail. What if it's just him going undercover and he's like, I really need to look Emily, like my we're finger gonna, got bl- We're like going to have to look at his hands I for the rest. I jammed my pinky. That's part of my character. We're going to have to look at his hands for the rest of the day and just make totally sure. Wait. We're uh, going to call this pinky watch. Yeah, we're on pinky patrol. Uh <laughs> Uh, George Mason's like, you know what? Let me just check the latest stats. Oh, God, it's going to be an 89 to 93% probability that the nuclear bomb is going off. Uh, I think that that's also hilarious that they write it at the bottom. What are the chances that the bomb uh, go uh, goes off? What are the chances that CTU can stop the bomb today? Quote the, the Bostonian lady, doesn't look good. <laughs> 
Uh, George grabs his glasses, his cell phone. He gathers his do things. Like, do you like that I, I made that joke when he like looked around at all of his stuff where he's like, it'll all be obliterated. Yeah, everything's going to be obliterated. Emily was like, is he leaving? I'm like, yeah, he is. He's totally leaving. What a jerk. What he a little tells, coward. He tells Tony, I, I got to go to Bakersfield. Oh, yeah, I got to work from home Got to follow the lead. My tummy hurts. Uh, and Tony's like, are you serious right now? Are you kidding me? Are you trying to get outside the blast radius? He says it really loud so the whole office can hear. Uh, and but George, in Tony Almeida terms, it's only like four people heard. Yeah. And George Mason's like, who the hell do you think you are? Who are you? Radius? Yeah. He says it, though, loud enough for everyone to hear. And George leaves in, indignant and furious. But yeah, he's just uh, uh, he's escaping. I told you I have a dentist appointment. At 940, uh, <laughs> looking at 941 here. Hurry uh, up, hurry up. Megan tells Kim that she feels funny. Her head hurts. She doesn't feel good and kim says but i have to go make a phone call to save us and megan says well i don't want to come with you i want to stay here and kim says all right i'll tell you what (laughs) i'm gonna just tuck you into the trash i'll leave you right here next to the dumpster and i will surround you in a fortress made of cardboard boxes this shit's actually happening on 24 emily it's episode two it makes no sense. It's episode two, and a we're, lot's happened for this particular storyline. We are in the two, first two hours hours into I the Kim Bauer storyline. I hate it. Continue to F. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna keep getting the F. Uh, <sighs> Emily goes. Is she gonna get picked up by a dump truck? Was your thought about <laughs> Megan? Uh, and to yada yada, she's gonna take the phone call. She's going to a phone booth. Gary ambushes her there. It's like I'm not a bad guy. I'm just under pressure. She ends up kneeing him in the crotch. Classic story though. Like I'm, I'm dealing with a lot right now. Yeah. I don't mean to hurt people. She knees him in the crotch. What a, what a piece of shit. She hits him in the head with a tire iron. Very deserved. Nobody has been more uh, deserving of a hit to the head with a tire iron in all of 24 than Gary Matheson. Uh, so anyway, that's going to happen. Uh, other things happen first. We get really two Kate Warner scenes, and that's it in this episode. And the first one is she has to And that's go- enough, frankly. She has to go into Raisin Nair's car to look for his passport. I thought you just said Raisin no, instead of Reza. No, his name is Reza, and he's like, what are you doing in my car? She's like, I don't know. She has to get his passport and cross. Uh, How she is not caught in the act of doing that, I don't understand because she's not chill about it at all. Reza keeps rolling his eyes at Kate Warner, which I think is hysterical. Reza like rolls his eyes at literally everybody on this show. Yeah. Because he's like, I can't believe I accepted like, this what am I doing to play here? this role. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. He's uh, like, I hate this. Uh, so Kate is then going to give uh, these travel dates to her guy, also, Ralph. Do you remember when the guy Ralph is like, yeah, write down like the stamps and the passport? I was like, that's literally impossible. Have you ever looked through your own passport to try to determine anything that's stamped in the there? The stamps can be hard to read. And they're all over the place. It's not like it's like neatly done one page after the not next. Not particularly neat. So this was a tough job. She manages to pull it off. She gives the information to Ralph. And then Marie, her sister who's getting married, is like, Kate, thank you for everything. Literally everything that's ever happened for being uh, my maid of honor, for helping with the wedding, for being my big sister. And Kate's like, oh, man, Marie, I kind of feel bad because I think your husband's a terrorist and I'm investigating it. Uh, And Marie then says, get back to work, Kate. Like at what point, though, are you like, hey, I feel like maybe we should take a minute and like get away from this guy that's probably not safe to be around. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. It's only hour two. The wedding is now, what, nine hours away Wait, is what is they the said? the bomb going to be detonated at the wedding? <laughs> Josh. <laughs> it's going to be like in the cake. <laughs> oh, no. Cake nuke. Cake nuke. <laughs> 
the cake nuke. Instead of a nuke, lady jumping out of a cake. The cake nuke. Is it's gonna a nuclear be, bomb. It's going to be significant. Uh, Jack is with... Wow. Jack is going to... can't believe I just predicted everything that's going to happen today. Jack is going to go to this guy, Dave, into a fight when he says, Junior here, packed your fuse is too tight. Your man's a joke. And so this guy takes a swing at Jack. He grabs him by the foot and breaks his ankle. <laughs> he tells Eddie, well, this dude shouldn't have been playing with adults. And then Jack gets back under the hood of his car that he's pretending to fix, and he <laughs> smiles. He's loving it. Jack's back. Yeah. He's really back. There you go. Don't really want to gloss over that. He put the guy's head in the canvas bag. He hacked it off with the hacksaw, Emily. I know. Uh, this is an iconic moment in 24. I would say I, I, I used to, I, at one point for Vulture.com, I ranked Jack Bauer's best kills, I believe. Uh, I don't. I don't really? remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. Let's see if I can't grab it really quick. You Vulture, his best Jack kills Bauer, on Vulture? best kills. Yeah, man. Uh, yep. Jack Bauer's twenty-four best kills on twenty-four May second, twenty fourteen, by Josh Wiggler of Vulture byline. <laughs> I uh, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's I had how this. Far print, out of yeah. This I am. I I called the Marshall Gorin death the second best death in all of twenty-four. Uh, happens uh, when he kills Marshall Gorin cuts his head off and puts it in a bag oh wait i can read this from here yeah. number one yeah is a season two it's a season two thing it's okay. coming up it's coming up the number one does happen in season two according to me okay. uh, uh my brother and i talked about it on the spoiler podcast oh, okay. okay uh so anyway he's gonna get tapped to come in and uh, replace this guy basically oh we've got no time left we're gonna okay. have to go real real fast here so he's getting recruited he's getting recruited to blow up ctu I uh, like that he stated his out. fees, like a thousand, a thousand bucks a day. He's getting recruited to blow up CTU is what we come to find out about that. So that's a big thing to keep an eye on. They're going to turn a government building into a cemetery. It's CTU, Emily. Are you worried? Uh, Yeah, I am. Yeah. That's... At least Kim's not being taken there. It's <laughs> <laughs> very concerning. Uh, and then the only other thing really to talk about is that Palmer takes a meeting with this guy, Ron Whelan. He's like, hey, Ron, don't report the story. And Ron's like, I think I'm going to report the story. Palmer's like, can you think about it? And the guy goes, I'll think about it. And David says, fair enough, which is so dangerously close to Ferragamo. Yes, and then it they, is. they shake hands and then David calls Secret Service and says, yeah, you're going to have to arrest that guy. And they're like, okay, uh, you come <laughs> with us. He's like, no. <laughs> and so David Palmer has made a very, very hard choice. At this point, we have 30 seconds left. Emily Fox, letter grade for episode two of season two of 24. I give her an A. An A. Okay. Well, we are going okay. to we're going to be a woo woo. We're going to continue on <laughs> with season two of 24 next week. Episode three. We are going to see, is CTU going to turn into a cemetery? Will Jack Bauer save the day? We'll find out next time on Worst Day Ever. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.